Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. Welcome. So today's episode, we are interviewing Bronwyn Heston, and she is the founder and managing director of Speakers Inc. She is an expat from South America, where she transitioned into the U.S. during the pandemic, guys. So she has a lot to teach us about thinking big, not being limited by this idea of competition, and really just going after your absolute biggest goals. In fact, today she's going to take us behind the scenes to her number one secret to building your business without having to put on a show. This should be an amazing episode. Welcome, Bronwyn. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Yes, so glad to have you here. So let's just dive in. Let's get into the juiciness of this. So what is this number one secret to building your business without having to put on a front or a show? Well, exactly that. Um, you know, as in 1999, the world was a very different place. Um, we had fax machines and we had... Um, basically dinosaurs that we walked to work with and we had telephone books there was no google there was no internet in fact for those of us who are old enough to remember what dial-up sounded like that was fun um <laughs> i don't think there's been many sounds that generation x could possibly give us more anxiety than the sound of dial-up like is it or isn't it going to go through that was quite a thing so <laughs> um it was a very different space and everybody in in my industry uh, it was all about, you know, with the women in my industry, but all about being big. They were shoulder pads, big hair, shoulders back, you know, posture and being commanding and all of that stuff. And I, I just, they were, you know, they had to be hard and they had to be forceful and they had to be, you know, aloof and all of those things that came with being powerful. And I just wasn't. I just I was not. I was. I'm only five foot three. Um, I'm blonde, and 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 I just. Ha I'm annoyingly optimistic. I know that. So I irritate people on a daily basis because I, I, I including my 15 year old daughter, because I always <laughs> look for the, for the upside. Right. So okay. Um, you know, something went wrong. Well, what can we learn from that? You know, she just she calls me a Facebook mom, which I was mortally wounded about and when I asked her what is a Facebook mom she said oh you know it's those moms who post those motivational quotes on Facebook all the time and I was just I was devastated I thought that was like the most insulting thing anybody could ever say to me because that's actually a, I predate Facebook so I must be <laughs> like the OG Facebook mom so you know like man anyway so I, I was not I was not big and powerful and spiky and and scary and all of that I came at it from a completely different angle um I was just me so you know one of the one of the, the things that stand out for me what we did a my first ever marketing event was a speaker showcase and um there was I had huge drama before that with um my previous employer also a woman <laughs> Um, who was not happy that I'd gone on my own. And that there was a lot of emotional buildup to this event. Um, I expected her to be standing at the door of the event, you know, scaring people away. And 
uh, it came to the end of the morning, we'd had 10 or 12 speakers on the platform doing their thing. We'd had two MCs, we'd had some entertainers, and I was just exhausted. And I got up on the stage to say thank you. And I looked down and my mom was sitting in the front row and she had tears streaming down her face. And I cried. I cried on stage. I, I, I just I broke down. And, um, you know, I, I was mortified, obviously, because most of us are paralyzed with fear about standing on stage, which I was at the time. And then to look down and see my mom, which, you know, in and of itself is a whole other story. And I, I cried and I, I was absolutely gutted and embarrassed and all of those very happy emotions. And so many of my clients came up to me after that and just hugged me and they said, but you're human. It's okay. You know, we still love you. We we understand. You know, thank you for being honest with us. And I think that was quite a it was a powerful day for me. It stuck in my head uh, that I didn't have to be this big, scary, cold person. That I could just be Bronwyn. That I could just be I could be warm and fuzzy. Um, and that it it would be fine. It would be fine. And it has been. It has been. Wow. So tell me a little bit about, you know, how this has played out for your, your clients, for example, like, so this is kind of how you use that, that secret of um, being warm and fuzzy, being yourself, being authentic, essentially. Um, How have you seen that play out for others? Like where, what kind of transitions have you seen happen when they, they take on your secret? Hmm. Um, well, I don't know that she took on my secret, but one of my favorite speakers on earth is a lady called Alison Boerta, who's a South African lady who was uh, abducted, raped many times, stabbed 37 times, her throat was slit, and she was left for dead. And she survived, obviously, and she went on to the speaking circuit. And again, to paint the picture in 1999, it was mostly uh, men doing speaking in their three-piece suits. Occasionally, they would be brave and take off their jackets and then just have the, the waistcoats, you know, and, but they all had ties. And so it was a very, a very um, conservative, male-dominated space. Um, think Wayne Dyer, think uh, Deepak Chopra, think uh, early days of Tony Robbins. That's kind of the American references that I can give you mm-hmm. to that time. And Alison came along and she had no training as a, as a professional speaker. She just stood up and told her story. And I've never, never been in a room where she didn't get a standing ovation. And there was no, there was no, um, structured, you know, like the TED Talks, bless them, <laughs> they've been a revelation to the whole world. And it's, I think it's a fabulous idea, but they are very structured. They are very, you know, you take three steps to the right and then come back to the red dots. You know, there's, there's actually yep. a spoof on that, which is hilarious. I don't know if you've seen it. It's fantastic. <laughs> if, you, if you Google spoof TED Talk, this guy comes up, it's brilliant. So, um not me making fun of them because no. who am I? But it, yeah, it was. But Alison had none of that. She's she's just a she's just a woman who'd gone through this ordeal, this this incredible story, and she just told it with with authenticity and 
empathy and it, it was just she's she's remarkable and I've never seen her not get a standing ovation so that's really worked for her I mean she's been a very successful speaker for many many years um the other one who I think was very authentic as a speaker um is a, is a South African also a South African guy called David Greer who ran the Great Wall of China to raise awareness for Operation Smile. Uh, so what they do is they um, facilitate surgeries for children who have cleft palates. So uh, he ran, he was one of the first two people to run the length of the Great Wall of China. Um, and then he went on to do several other expeditions, adventures, etc. Yeah. And he just... He's gone on to use that platform to do the most amazing work in the communities of, of South Africa. Um, I could sit here for a day and tell you about him. He's just, and, and he went, he stands up on stage. He's also, he's, he's just, he's just David. He's not, he's not this extraordinary human being who has done these extraordinary things, which most of us will never, it, it's nice to listen to, but we'll never, we'll never achieve it. It's, it's, sure. You know, yeah. he's he he breaks it down, and he's just a. In fact, he's a chef by trade, hmm. and he he went and did this amazing thing, and many amazing things after that, and he just tells his story with with heart, and and when I think of authenticity, it's those two people specifically that I think that are are like beacons of it for me, um, and on the other side of it, my clients who are event planners. Those who have been most successful have also just embraced embraced being themselves. There's no there's no drama. There's no um, you know that whole need to be scary thing. There's one or two, but I don't think possibly I don't I don't attract them into my world, yeah. so I don't have to deal with them. <laughs> so. Um, Everybody that I work with, I only, you know, I often say to people, I, I only work with people I like, um, people I love, because life's too short. Um, and so, yeah, I would, th I would say that that's kind of the most successful event planners in South Africa. I think are really cool people, who are there to to put things together for the other people's benefits and not and not just for the money. So I think that's that's really how it's worked for them. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about how this has played out in your business, because I know you have, you know, achieved some amazing, very impressive things. I know you don't probably like to toot your own horn, but I would love to hear a little bit about them and how you think authenticity played into them. So um, I was one of the first South Africans to work to help put together um, the National Speakers Association Um a long time ago, it was then the NSASA, and it's now the PSASA, the Professional Speakers Association. And I, you know, I was an, I'm an agent at the time, not a speaker. I am not a speaker. Um, and it was kind of odd that an agent would want to help the speakers put this together because there's always been a little bit of a, shall we say, an uneasy alliance between the bureaus and the speakers. Because in essence, they are, while they are our collaborators, they are also our competitors, really, at the end of the day. So it's a little bit of an uneasy alliance. And so it raised a few eyebrows about why I would spend quite so much time 
uh, and it was a significant chunk of my time to help put the, this association together. And it was very simple for me that I love the ideal of the PSA or the NSA, um, the ideal of a group of people coming together to help each other grow their businesses with honor and integrity. Um, that for me, that appeals to me beyond words because I think if we could do that across all industries, how much better a planet would we have than the greedy, insular, basically morally bankrupt way that most people do business. So I that that for me that was that was a big learning curve. And I I I, I wandered away for a while. I became a mom. I did a few other things. I went back and was the chapter president for Cape Town for a year, um, which was wonderful. I made great friends. I worked with some amazing people. And I think that you know when I look back, um they were some of the most fun times that I had uh, working with with speakers. Um, they're most they're, they're, uh, they're not too many that are like the A list of speakers because they're all busy speaking. But these guys are, are really the ones that that are. I don't want to say fledgling because I don't want them to think I'm being dismissive because I'm not. It's just that they are. That, let's say they're aspiring speakers for the most part, and so to get uh, to know them before they become these big names. Uh, yeah, that, and, and to help mold them, to hopefully steer them away from becoming too big namey. Um, that, that for me was, that was cool. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. So what do you think has been one of the more surprising things about your kind of uh, entrepreneurial journey? What, what's kind of been most surprising to you? Wow. Um, well, you know, there's no two days are ever the same. <laughs> yes. So everything. Um, <laughs> every day is surprising. Every, every day is every day is an adventure. You know, I say to people that I don't have a job; I have an adventure. Um, mm. This morning, this morning, I had uh, one speaker who went to the wrong town which was oh. fun um, oh. <laughs> and and another another speaker who said to me that he he could walk to the venue it was so close to where he was and he got there an hour late so that was also fun um oh. so what has been most surprising I don't know I, I guess I'm I think nothing really surprises me anymore um human nature I think human yeah. human nature and what has surprised me, on a more serious note, what has surprised me is that um, people that you that you try and help are not always good people, shall we say? And so I do know that I think the the downside of my whole warm and fuzzy thing is that people take my they take my upbeat positivity Pollyanna I've been called Pollyanna uh, for weakness and they think that it's okay to behave badly with without honor and integrity and and that has surprised me every time I think I expect more from people because I give so much and I 
am so happy to help and I want to jump in and, you know, I'm a rescuer. Like if somebody yeah. is, is six, six miles offshore waving their hand, I'm the one who doesn't swim, but I'll be out there, you know, drowning myself, trying to save them. Um, and, and generally when I get to them and I save them, then they like kind of try and drown me. So that's, that's from, yeah, I think seriously, that would, it has shocked me more than once that people, I didn't see it coming and I should have <laughs> by, by, by this ripe old age of 95, <laughs> it shouldn't surprise me anymore. <laughs> so, so. So a lot of more, uh, you're not 95, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> to all the listeners who can't actually see, <laughs> who cannot see your beautiful face. Aww, <laughs> I won't you. Ouch you. <laughs> but, but you are not 95, let's be clear. <laughs> I'm not, no. <laughs> so some days I just feel like it. <laughs> just feel like it. <laughs> so, so. Again, I, I just, before we kind of pivot to, I love to always uncover like what these next challenges are that you're you're currently dealing with and going through. Maybe it ties in with kind of what you were just talking about with being surprised, but um, this was a big last year for you. Like, right, you transitioned to the US and then you hit some really big accomplishments. Is there, I don't want to, you know, put words in your mouth or, you know, but is there anything you want to want to talk about as far as making this transition to the US and, and how well the business is, just flourishing over here so anything else well um I think I think the for me the major accomplishment was really you know picking up and moving continents hemispheres um cultures um mm. a kind of continents everything so it, it's a it, it was it was a thing um to move, I am, and my daughter's fifteen. So, so I uprooted her from her friends when she was fourteen. So I was basically persona non grata for a while, and that was a challenge. Um, but we've made, you know, we've 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 done. I think we're American. The, the Americans that I've met have been so welcoming and so happy to network and so that everybody wants us to succeed regardless of whether we've met them in a in a social environment or a work environment or at a networking function or you know wherever um they want us to succeed and they've helped us expand our network um, throughout the US and we've you know we, we booked a speaker a South African speaker in Brazil for the first time ever which was very cool um, wow. you know so that, that there was that uh, I went with I can't say who but he was if I had to say everybody on earth knows who he is from the music industry um, I went with him to, with a client in in uh, to France at the end of last year I got to have dinner with him and his wife um, my daughter didn't talk to me again for three weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was worth it. I... <laughs> oh, totally, 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 totally. In fact, I, she said to me, "You, you better come home with it with an autograph, mom. Like for real, you better come home with an autograph." And so, on the way out to to Paris, I found a vinyl of this oh. band at oh. LAX, which is. I mean, how is that for the universe not conspiring with me? So yeah. I took it with him and he was so sweet. He signed it to, you know, dear Geordie, much love. And uh, 
I got home and I hadn't told anybody. And, mm-hmm. and, and so she, I handed out their gifts and she was like, where's my autograph? Like, for real, where's my autograph? So I said, to, oh, well, I didn't really have anything for him to sign except this. <laughs> and I held it up with the vinyl and she nearly died on the spot. So that was pretty cool, I have to say. It's not really a business accomplishment, but it was, no. it was definitely a mom accomplishment. <laughs> and, you know, th- those take you sometimes so much further, right? Like, you know, that's that's something exactly. you're going to remember forever. The, well, the business yes. stuff, right? Like, it'll yes. blend. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. 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 So, so that is a perfect segue into, we love to always ask our guests, like, what is it in your life um, that makes you wealthy um, outside of the money, outside of the financial side? Like, what is it that you have right now that would help our audience kind of stretch their own imagination about bringing wealth into their life right now? I'm going to be utterly boring. I'm so mm. sorry. Like, everybody's going to switch off because... I, it is like the most, it's, it's, I don't want to be trite. I don't want to be contrived, but I have the best husband on earth. He, he is, he is my business partner. (laughs) So it does tie into business. He's my business partner. Um, He, he is my bouncer. So when I'm with him, I feel 10 feet tall. He is my best friend. He is my partner in crime. Um, we bounce ideas off each other all the time. We are completely committed to growing the business together. Um, so we are, it's not just me. It's, you know, I've always had an incredible support structure around me. My mom worked with me for a long time until she got too ill and, and then you know, she couldn't anymore. Um, I've had incredible people around me through the years that have helped me to do things. Um, you know, I, I, I never know who said it. I think it might have been Shakespeare. I don't know. He said that I stand on the shoulders of giants. And that's that's how I feel, is that I have this incredible support structure. And Duncan is just, he's he is he is what makes me wealthy. He is he's he's the yin to my yang. He's he's the better half of us. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. I, I love how. Uh, expansive you like clearly you're like I'm five foot three but with him I I'm standing on you know these giant shoulders I love that and I love that it's it's an interweaving of not just you know he is your life partner but he's also your business partner and you know something for us all to it doesn't always have to be the same person right but we should have these people in our lives Um, and I think Mm. that it is in fact of course the at the end of the day, the thing that makes us wealthiest, right, are those relationships and those people who support us and support him as well. So, so I, people, people have, I, I'm, I am a little different um, mm. when it, because I'm not motivated by money. So, you know, the, the, the nature of my business is that there is always a lot of money because speakers are not inexpensive. So there's right. always, I'm always surrounded by the flow of money. And so because of that, uh, um, it's not a thing for me. I don't focus on it. So energetically, I think that because I don't focus on it, um, I'm not, I'm not repelling it. I'm just allowing it to be around me. And I think that's probably also quite a significant, I have to say that uh, it's a significant part of my attitude to life is that if you are, if you are, worried about money if you are focused on money if you are focused on the lack of money 
you are really just creating more of the lack of money. So, I mean, coming to the States was a very expensive exercise. And there were moments where it was touch and go. And I did feel like, oh. That constriction. Yeah. It is. It is. You know, so I had to have a good long talk to myself on more than one drive home from school and you know I have I have a lady I follow on YouTube who's amazing in terms of the law of attraction and manifesting and things like that and so I would listen to what she has to say for the week and I'm like okay that's pretty cool um let me just let me just focus on that because if you focus on the lack you create more of the lack so that is it that is a probably one of like the lesser things that I ever talk about is that my, my philosophy about money. But since this is about business, I thought I would share that with you. And so um, because I'm not focused on the money, I get to focus on the other stuff, the, the fun stuff, the cool stuff, the, the, all the other things. So it's a, I, I would, I would, yeah, it's a thing. Don't, don't focus on, on, I know, I know. I said I'm weird. I did say no. I'm weird. <laughs> I, I I think it's I think it's I it, I completely agree, and it's something that I talk with my clients about all the time, right? Because the it, because people always think if they just you know put up with something for a really long time, so they can earn enough money, they can finally get to the place that they want to get to, right? That's when they'll get to enjoy their life, you know, because they'll have enough money and they'll tick all the boxes and they'll have all the connections. But the funny thing is it actually happens in reverse, right? When we spend our days doing things we love, being energetically giving to others, when we're just out there being the most us, the most authentic us, then as long as you're not also driving away the money, <laughs> if you're doing that, but then you're like, secret, like, I hate money, money's the worst, or we have all of these things from childhood, yeah. right? Like, so it's not yes. always as, as obvious as that. But as long as we're not doing that, that is where the money and the business and the life all come together and create this beautiful tapestry for us. Um, and that's, I think. Exactly. The, yeah. So. Exactly. I so love that. I have a, I have a philosophy. Um, if you, if we, do you have, do I have one more minute? I just want to share you one more One story, more minute. Which is, which is part of my driving force as well, which expands into my business. My daughter was 18 months old. Um, and I was on an airplane from Johannesburg to Cape Town, and it was an incredible storm. And they did—they were going to divert us to another town, which is a good six-hour drive away from Cape Town. And I needed to be in Cape Town early the next morning for another event that I was hosting. So I couldn't possibly go to George and drive down in six hours overnight. So I was really strongly praying that they would land this plane. Um, so all the way down, it's a two hour flight, all the way down, the pilot is telling us about this monster storm and how every other plane has been diverted to George and it's a big drama. And so as we landed, it was truly, truly, it was frightening. It was, I wasn't ever an, a, a happy flyer to start with. I was on my own. Um, uh, you know, as I said, I was a single mom. My daughter was 18 months old. Uh, she was with my mom at the time. And as the, in those, so the, 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 the wind, the crosswind was so strong, this like gale force wind, that the pilot landed the plane almost at, an, at like a 45 degree angle. And he hit the ground so hard and it bounced so hard. And in the bounce, 
he corrected it to land properly on the on the on the runway. Intention to allow myself the the luxury of just going from day to day. Somebody said to me that the days may be long, but the years are short. And now she's almost 16. And so, you know, those memories are a little harder to make because the 15-year-old attitude is a little harder to get through. But, you know, we, we get, she's amazing and we're very close and Duncan is amazing and we make these memories together. And so I think because I've been, and it translates into my business as well, if I can give my clients memories, if they can sit in an audience and be told about my Viking that has built this Viking vessel and sailed it around the Cape of Storms, if they can, if they can sit in an audience and be moved by Alison's story and that the fact that she survived it and if she can, they can, um, I I have given other people memories to live with them for the rest of their lives. And I've healed maybe just one person's hurt, um, maybe. And so that's that's really my driving force. If that I, I did say one minute, I think I went over. Sorry. That's okay. It was beautiful. And I think it was there were so many amazing lessons and gifts, I think, that our audience can take away from today. So I I so, so appreciate it, Raman. Well. This has been amazing. Uh, before we go, I do want to make sure that the Thank audience you. knows how they can reach out to you, how they can get support from you if what they do aligns with how you help people. Well, they can find uh, Speakers Inc. at speakersinc.com. Uh, and it's I-N-C as in speakersincorporated.com. We speak it in American so you all understand me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my name is uh, just Bronwyn Hesketh, and you'll find me uh, on LinkedIn. And I am very happy to help wherever I can. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here today, John Bronwyn. We loved hearing from you. And yes, just thank you so You're much. You're very welcome. Thank you for your time. This has been such fun. Thank I'm you. so glad. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe, and here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven, or eight-figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. If that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www thewealthywoman.com slash chat.